you've already heard it all. But now you resonate. The world has pushed you out of what you thought you knew, your comfort zone, and into this strange place, this slightly off reality. Welcome to the Truth Serum Podcast, hosted by the controversial and funny Dom Bates, author, mother, human, and all-round thought leader. The time has come to realign your essence with your experience. We all know this world is changing. You're here now because you've personally felt it, and your reality has reflected the Truth Serum Podcast, getting to the root of what really is. And now, Dawn Bates. Oh, recording is in progress. <laughs> okay, so um, hello to everybody listening and those of you on YouTube who are watching. Um, with me today is a really beautiful woman called Sue Winsbury, who I met about a year ago, I think, online. Um, and uh, we've been working together on uh, leading with love um, because we're both well into leadership. We're both into our witchy woo. Um, and um, it's really interesting because Sue does a lot of energy work and we both have, um, we, we just receive these messages, uh, downloads, whatever you want to call them, and we just have to act on it. And I've just got off a call with a potential client and I was like, boof. I was like, oh, my God. And I just had to write something. And I'm like, and it was just coming and coming and coming. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is where is this all coming from? And I was like, well, it's obviously I'm going on a call with Sue in a minute. <laughs> and so I'm writing. And I was like, I can't stop writing. I can't stop writing. I am really going to be like this call with Sue at the moment. So now that that introduction. The post, post has just come out. Have you read it? Yeah. Really like, she's late for my call because she's writing. <laughs> but this is the thing. When you are called to do something, you, you just have to do it. You have to, we have to respond. Because yeah, uh, the energy behind it in that moment is potent. Honestly, I feel like I was like, it's like I was being pulled into writing it. Like, and as a writer, not just as a, somebody who deals with energy work, you know, like when I get called to write, it's, I'm, I mean, I guess it's like some people that get called to, you know, paint or create whatever creative process or outlet that they do, whether, you know, and I know that you do running. So now that this big, huge introduction and blah, blah, blah is over, <laughs> welcome to the True Serum podcast, Sue Winsbury. Absolute delight to have you here. Um, we have no idea what, where our conversations go. We just have conversations and we just let the universe take us where they need to go. So, Sue, how are you today? <laughs> I am good, thank you. I'm still wishing that I had <laughs> warm skies. I want my leaves like my palm trees. Yeah, yeah. It's All is good. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so... What a download that was. It was amazing. I just did, I, I skimmed through the post and I was like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think one of the things that um, 
those of you who are listening, uh, it will be repurposed. Uh, and if you are connected to me in my private space, then you will get to read it. I might put it out. I'm not quite sure. I might put it out publicly. Um, but some of our calls, Sue, have taken us on some incredible journeys from uh, uh, fatigue, um, energy work, shadow selves, leadership, um, and the, the division that we're seeing happening in the world at the moment. Um, and for me, it's all connected. All of it is connected. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's no, they're not all separate um, situations, experiences. It's all, it's all connected in. Mm. How, how do you see that though? Um, I, I see it on multi-levels. So um, from, a, from a spiritual sense, I see that we are going through a process of enormous growth and expansion. And um, we are reconnecting with our innate inherent energetic abilities, which actually are immense. And that side of it is really so exciting. And things mm. like um, communi communicating telepathically, um, we've, we've actually all got that ability. We've just forgotten it. It's been programmed out of us over mm. hundreds of thousands of years. But we, you know, I know people who are connecting into that and you know, even things like astral travel and um, understanding the, the whole quantum field. It's, it's all kind of coming back to us, which I think is amazing and wondrous. And then we've got this whole physical 3D reality, which is just, oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad you know. I was saying to a friend of mine recently, uh, I was like, oh, you know, sometimes dealing with three people in the 3D world is just, just, I just want to bang my head against a brick wall. And, she, and boom, sometimes we have to remember that, you know, it wasn't that long ago, a lot of us were actually operating in that realm. And, and it's really interesting that once you have stepped out of the 3D realm into 5D, 7D, and, you know, you've gone up through into the Kashuk records, you know, it, it's people going, you what? <laughs> hey, what are you on about? Like, what do you mean 5D? What, what do you mean 7D? What, what are these records you talk about? They're the 7-inch or the 12-inch vinyls. I was like, no, they're, we're leaving their old-school rave scene out of it. But, again, it's looking – when you see all the connections, it's really hard not to see them. It's like, you know, when you see that thing, you cannot unsee, but you really do want to bleach your eyes. <laughs> what do <Yeah>. I just see? <laughs> there, there's many a time when I wish that I could unsee and unknow a lot of things at the moment. Um, yeah. And sometimes I just feel like I'm watching a film and I'm just like, oh, oh that's interesting. <laughs> wonder what's going to happen next or oh, knew that i knew yeah. that was going to happen um but then you know yeah. we're we're also dealing with the reality of relationships and friendships and things which are shifting and changing and um mm. and that's on a human level that's quite tough for some of us yeah. mm. and i think that comes back to us leading with love and actually going okay in my heart how do I feel about this person, even though we're so misaligned? 
I send them with love because yeah. you do have to step away. You do. Um, and I know that some people think I'm quite ruthless because the delete, block and unfollow button gets quite a lot of action <laughs> in my world. Um, letting go of those past relationships to actually, you know, be able to protect our own energy. And people don't get it. They're like, protect your energy. Do what are you talking about, Dawn? Would you like to extrapolate on that, Sue? Yes. <laughs> and I've had to use that button a few times as well. Um, mm. So, and I think you were talking about doing things from that point of love, and I think love and compassion, it's, it's going back to the division, it's so easy to, um, to judge and be divided and um, not look at people with love and understanding, but also appreciate that we're all on a different soul journey. Mm. and we've all come in for different reasons and um, the process is going to be different for every single one of us and it doesn't matter where you sit on what side of the fence whether you're in the middle doesn't matter Sweden. yeah <laughs> but having just seeing other people from that place of love and compassion mm. rather than the judgment and the division and all the stuff that's actually being engineered and manipulated anyway because mm. it is engineering um, it's blatant <laughs> when you when you can see it it's and some of it's just almost laughable because it's so mm. ridiculous and you're just um, like how do you not see it <laughs> like how do you not see this uh and you know what just dropped in um i had a conversation with my mum and dad yesterday uh or day before i don't know time is just time and it's an illusion as i've just written um I remember what, the only time I've watched TV in the last 10 years, 10, 15 years, has been when I've been at my parents' house. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, they flick through and, you know, always on the scroll with the TV or it's a fishing program because my dad loves carp fishing, so there's always a fishing program on. Um, or there's like, you know, um, what are those crime, like criminal minds, which I quite like So I'm interested in criminology. Um, and I used to want to study criminology. But one of the things I remember watching, um, I was actually putting down one book because I was like, oh, my God, that book was amazing. Oh, my gosh. That was just so, honestly, I can't remember what it was called now, but I'm gonna, now I really, like, really want to read that book again. Um, but it's, um, there was an advert. No, it was two news articles on the news. One was about, um, parking fines in the UK um, and it was all about how it was the foreigners that were being the highest uh, oops, wind's getting up a bit so my tripod on the, on the wonk <laughs> and it was talking about a region of like it, it was a local news station so it was uh, Anglia News um, and they were talking about how the majority of the fines in that area were um, like parking fines were because of the foreigners you know, and what was really interesting is the next news article that came on was all about immigration and immigration problems and da 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 da. And then the next thing that came on was that uh, was something to do with UKIP, right? So, which is a, for those of you who are outside of the UK, the U, UKIP is the UK Independence Party. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, just yuck. 
Uh, <laughs> I just know. No, just no. On so every single level, no. Um, but it was interesting how they were layered. First, we're talking about all the parking fines. Then we're talking about immigration. And then we're talking about UKIP. So the way in which the news stories are layered, the way in which everything is looked at, you know, and this morning I was talking with the young lady um, about food um, because I don't wear deodorant. I don't need to because my body hasn't got any toxins in. But if my body starts to smell, I'm like, okay, I've eaten something or I've drunk something that my body doesn't like. Because my body's excreting a smell that shouldn't be there. Because if our bodies are clean, we don't need deodorant. Mm. Our body, because our bodies won't smell, right? Provided we shower every day. Um, there is a degree of hygiene, people. Please, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> but it's quite interesting. And then she, we were having a conversation. You know, we've got Google Translate and my Portuguese and her English Portuguese uh, and. So between us, I said, but the thing is what we've got to understand is that all of these food manufacturers have been allowed to put all of these toxins in our bodies. They have been allowed to create acidic environments within our body, which we all, those of us who actually understand anything about cancer know that cancer can only grow in an acidic environment. It cannot grow in an alkaline environment. So the food manufacturers have been given or approval by the government um, to allow all of these toxins in our bodies, the rat poison, the formaldehyde, the weed killer, and all of this crap. Um, it's not food. It just looks like food. It just isn't. And then that goes into our bodies. And then we have all these pharmaceutical companies uh, giving us all the deodorants, which are going into our pores, um, and we're absorbing all of those toxins. And then we're getting so sick because we're not being able to smell our body. So we know whether our body is healthy or not. And then we're taking all these drugs to numb that. And so it's, is there any wonder that people are so stuck in the 3D realm and not able to see the things that people like you and I see and the things that you and I experience? And, and it was, I just find it so interesting that, you know, these things happen. And people can't see it. And then it's like, when did I not see it? And then I go back through my life. I'm like, I don't remember a time I've not thought like this. Mm. And then I'm like, what, what, how does that work? How do I not? I mean, how long have you been awoken, as they say? Or how long have you? Because you've had this gift for a very long time. Yeah. Um... And I can't say there was there was never one moment when I suddenly went, Ooh, that's that's it not how I thought was. things were. <laughs> very different scenario. Can't, <laughs> can't kind of yeah. I can't pin it down to any specific incidents, but I think I even as a teenager, I remember knowing that there was more to life than just this physical body. I used to read and, you know, I'm talking way back in the 80s where you had to go to a library to get a book. You couldn't just find someone and have a quick Google search or whatever because that, it just didn't exist. So the only the only places to go and get information was your local library. And I lived in a biggish village 
Um, so my <laughs> my resources were really quite limited, and I didn't have any friends or family that I could talk to this talk about with this kind of thing. So I just I used to read Doris Stokes books because that was the only thing that I could find. <laughs> It was talking about kind of contacting spirits and everything, but I always just knew that there was much more than this body and this more physical than eye. more than yeah more than more than we see. And I think I kind of I lost it for a while because I got into you know boys and gin and nightclubs and all the things that you should be doing in your teens and twenties. And then it just started filtering back. And, um, yeah, there have been various sort of big news events when I've kind of gone, ooh, not not buying that one. Mm. Um, But this one I just – I knew from pretty much day one that my my intuition was just there's really something not right here. Mm. And then the the more not right has got even more and more not right. Mm. and I have been down quite a few rabbit holes in the last year, I will be honest, sort of doing my research. And, and I also know that for those of us who are on that scale of awake, we're also being fed disinformation. Yep. Yes, we so are. Being able to discern what's, what is truth. I can't, I, I don't even know what's truth anymore because I know that we yeah, are no, being. You do. you do know I what's do. truth. I do. But you, you know how, you know, it's easy to think, okay, so we can see you through all of this stuff. So, and so this stuff must be true, but I know that we're being said a completely different load of tripe to keep us in a fear state on a different level. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. And it's interesting that you bring up the whole, because the conversation with my mum and dad at the weekend um, kind of went along the lines of my dad's like, Oh, you're talking a load of rubbish. I was like, Dad, who's the geek amongst us? And he goes, I'll be quiet. (laughs) And I was like, see, that's the reason why I know more than you, Dad, because you always say, I don't know, and be quiet, not listening. I said, but the thing is, it's like, and my mum, she pays attention because she's realised that when I say something is going to happen, it kind of happens. And she goes, I wish you'd shut up sometimes. You're putting it out there. And I'm like, Mom, I didn't think you believed in putting stuff out there. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it's like we will read. Um, I mean, like, like you said, we go down the rabbit hole. You know, we will read the scientific papers. We will read, you know, um, we'll follow the links. We'll follow the, we'll follow the evidence. Um, and then you have to go, actually, hang on, that doesn't feel right. That's not in alignment with the rest of it. And it's about looking for those commonalities. Um, okay, well, as we're reading through all of this, well, actually, how does that make sense? If this is if this is saying this and this is saying this, where is the middle ground on this? Where is that point in time where I go, actually, this is actually going down the route of actually trying to distract those of us who are seeking the truth. This is a distraction, and who has that been mm. put there by? You know, and it's that, and, and it's really quite interesting because looking at the journey that we take and you know into the ethereal world um you know and feeling into the energy and like listening to the messages that we get i mean we've had some incredible conversations <laughs> we've gone well didn't expect the call to be like that to be honest <laughs> they've been like 
just some random like well, where did that come from you know like messages that have dropped in and how do you um learn to filter that out for what's for you what's for a client because you do a lot of energy work with clients and you're leading with love it is about looking at how they can lead themselves by actually honoring um who they are whether they're it's because they've got gifts or whether it's because they're doing some kind of project in the world how do you learn to filter out what is for your clients and what's not um for me it's when i'm working with a client the chatter mosquito that i just needed to slap (laughs) When I'm when I'm doing a session with a client, the information just comes in, and I and I know that it's it's for them. And I used to um, I used to question some of these downloads, for want of a better word, these bits of information. I'd kind of think, well, am I just making that up? Well, that's a funny thing for me to think. And I for a long time, I I didn't say things because I didn't trust it fully, and and then I realised that. Actually, it doesn't matter how ridiculous it sounds to my logical brain. I'm just going to say it anyway. And if it doesn't resonate with the client, then it doesn't resonate. But I I know that those things, I'm not thinking them. They're just coming into my mind for a reason. Mm. And I think there's almost a, it's almost a different voice. So I don't hear these things with voices and sounds, but they come in with a different tone, if you like. If it's mm. for me, it's got a different tone to if it's for somebody else. It's really, it's really hard to explain how how I can sense the difference, but it's just it's a feeling, it's a knowing, it's all just a it knowing. A knowing. Mm. It is that knowing, isn't it? And that's why I said to you, you do know the truth because that vibration when we find something that which we know is not truth, that vi- because we're so used to being in this space and in this world, we know. Woo, winds up today do you know when it gets like this I'm like oh why am I not on a boat (laughs) Ah! (laughs) but um that just came through at 12 11 um but it's um it is that knowing it's like that does not feel right and I think we've all got so used to ignoring our intuition we've all got so used to poisoning our bodies that um when we um when we have had all those toxins in our bodies whether it's through deodorant whether it's through alcohol food or medication we've numbed ourselves so much that we've actually stopped our intuition from being on high alert um and i say alert and i don't really like that word again that vibration with that word is not in alignment yeah. with who i am you know it, it but it is that awareness that actually that doesn't feel right i don't want to go there and one of the things I've always said to my boys is if you go somewhere and it doesn't feel right, turn around and leave. Mm. Even if it's walking into a classroom, if there is something in that classroom that doesn't feel right, you turn around, you go to reception, you call me and I'll deal with it. Yeah. You know, because it's, you know, they've got to learn how to stand in their truth. They've got to learn how to look after themselves and protect themselves. Um, and I know that um, it's my role. I'm not their maid. I am their mother. I gave birth to them, but they, they, I don't own them. They are not mine. But giving them uh, the tools to learn how to navigate life on their own terms 
and to actually honour who they are is so very important. And I know that you do, because it does lead to fatigue, it does do, lead to an energy drain. And I know this is um, a part of the work that you do um, with energy fatigue for people that are in, whether it's the corporate world or the entrepreneurial world or with families. Mm. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, yeah, certainly. So, And it's people get fatigue as in sort of burnout, chronic fatigue, long-term fatigue issues, when they are not living authentically with themselves. Um, And there's certain personality types that will always succumb to fatigue, and it's always the people that um, have a very high expectation of themselves. They are generally people pleasers, don't want to let anyone down, and quite often have um, quite big ambitions. So it's being that, that pushing energy but also not listening to their heart anymore, mm. letting their head, living too much in the head. So the head overrules the, the, the ego, if you like, the logic, the, the, the masculine, the doing. And so they lose that connection with their, with their heart and with their authentic being. And, and they're just too busy people-pleasing and too busy on a mission to really connect in with who they are. And that can be as simple as someone living in the wrong place. Mm. You know, if you're a if you're a townie and you're living out in the countryside or vice versa, you're not in alignment with yourself and, and your your body knows, your soul knows. And it in the end it'll kind of go, Oh, you're trying to tell you and you've just not mm. been listening. So I'm gonna make you stop. Mm. Just gonna make you stop and you're gonna have to face this because particularly with long-term fatigue issues like ME and things like that, it doesn't just happen overnight. It's never just an overnight thing. There's normally a tipping point, um, which will seem like the overnight thing, but it's a long build-up of um, ignoring yourself or not facing Mm. yourself or not dealing with trauma, um, burying trauma underneath being busy. Mm. So all of these things come yeah. to the fore and then your, your body your body knows, you know, we are mind, body, spirit. And if you don't listen, and it will have given lots and lots of nudges and pokes and normally, I mean, I've got a son with, with in this situation and he's, he's had numerous, numerous nudges from his body, mm. numerous nudges from me, me. <laughs> but he was too busy. He had too much to achieve and he wasn't going to stop for anything or anyone um and then his body just went well too late you didn't stop you didn't listen so it's it's the body's an amazing thing and but it's it is that it's the soul part as well we have to nurture Mm. all of those parts we have to look after our energetic self as much if not more than our physical self yeah we do yeah um what just came in there was a friend of mine from back back in there um the mind does control so much and if we have not actually taken the time to uh deal with things we brush them under the carpet or we're still holding on to something even on a deep subconscious level um and i know that she she so desperately wanted to have children went through ivf didn't get pregnant and then alcoholism hit um and you know, but it was because she hadn't dealt with something from her past 
And even though I could see it, and even though I was like, look, you know, I had to walk away from her. And it mm. broke my heart because it was just like, she's such a lovely person, but unless she's willing to go there, unless she's willing to heal those women, she's just going to damage everything in her wake and everything in her path, you know, lost jobs, you know, relationships, friendships and pushing people away. And then, you know, when she's in that drunken state, lashing out at people. And it was, it was so upsetting to watch it unfold. Um, mm. And even though we do this work, and it doesn't matter how much we want to help people. Um, and people are listening. People can see the signs for themselves. She knew. She knew full well what was happening. But she wasn't prepared to face herself and go, actually, I do need to stop this. I do need to get help with this. I do need to cleanse this wound. Um, is it a wound, though? This is a thing. And it's like we, we look at... And I, and I say, yes, it is, you know, just like, you know, a wound, whether it's a mosquito bite, um, you know, that needs healing or whether it is, you know, someone you've been cut or whether you've, you know, broken a leg. These are physical wounds that we, we can see, we can feel. But we can also feel the wounds in our soul where we've been hurt so deeply or felt so much rejection. Um, like you're saying, people pleasing. We want to please other people because. Um, uh, many reasons like we, we've never felt that we've been you know our parents have been proud of us or we never felt that we were good enough or we people please because it gifts us we get a buzz off helping other people so we help people to the extreme that we don't even help ourselves and and then in your field of work there's um, a lot of people that will say well you know you shouldn't be charging for the work you do Sue you're a healer why should you charge money for what you do and why should you charge the prices that you charge and it's like okay well if you don't heal this and you don't deal with this the costs to you are going to be so much higher than any financial investment you could ever make you know the unhappiness the lost days of work the medication the bottles of wine you know the toxic food that you're putting in your body you know and all of these things this disconnect of intimacy you know, people don't consider all of that. So how do you how do you navigate that with a lot of people that come to you and expect your services for free? Um, I've spent a lot of time working on my own energy, healing myself, clearing my wounds. Mm. I've invested in myself. Um, and I just, I am worthy of that time and if someone wants to change their life enough then um they will see it as a worthy investment and i think there's always a space for healers to do pro bono work if they want to mm. and that can be through charities it can be through um however you want to do it but my time is is i value my time mm. i value my gifts and i work really hard on keeping myself in a high vibrational state and yeah. if I give everything away that's kind of just doesn't feel congruent and no. also I want people to value what I'm giving them in return and I think um I have I've given things away for free in the past and people ha haven't always valued it or respected it yeah, and absolutely. you know I I want I want my gifts to be I want the people who receive my work 
to really value the the impact it's having on their life um mm. and that's where that that exchange comes in and it's just it's an energetic exchange absolutely it's it's not yeah. it's not about money it's about how are you exchanging your energy with that person are you just going to take and take and take and take and take or are you going to take and give something back yeah. absolutely and it's interesting you say that because there's um one of the conversations i had with the lady that i was on a call with before we jumped on it was how in um that people that don't pay a lot don't tend to value a lot because and it's a sign of what they are of where they assign their value now i've always said if you spend more on uh, processed food and takeout food and alcohol drugs and cigarettes in a year than you do on your own personal development we're out of alignment i just it's just how it is um, if you spend more on alcohol throughout the year than you do on your personal development, then you value alcohol more than you value yourself. You value numbing your pain and escaping with the joys of alcohol than you do uh, enjoying the joys of life. Um, and um, I remember there was a lady that I coached when I was in Argentina. Um, and like you say, the, there's a pro bono thing. You know, my clients do pay me. Um, you know, I am not uh, the cheapest because I'm not cheap. I am very valuable and people will, uh, you know, they understand that. And, um, you know, I am very protective over my space because what I pour into my clients that pay me to work with me on a one-on-one, -on -one, that's a lot of energy. And it's not just on the call. It's off the call. And it's the hours I spend looking at what they're doing. It's the hours I spend stalking them and checking their work and looking at their websites and you know positioning and having conversations with people I want to introduce them to and you know all the other things that you know looking and finding out where they can then go okay well what about this opportunity um you know and how can I where can I place my clients for them to get the most um and um but I said that she told me the price that she charged per hour and she did a specific kind of coaching really powerful coaching you know mm -hmm. she had um, and she had a very specific market um and um i said so how much is the investment for a call with you and she mm -hmm. told me and i just sat there and i was like oh my god really and she was like yeah i went okay let me give you an analogy for this uh or an equivalent investment i've just walked past a cafe earlier uh, I said, it was a greasy, nasty cafe. I said, there's no way I'd have gone in there. I said, what you're asking someone to pay you for an hour of your time. I said, people are investing in this cheap and nasty cafe for a burger, chips and Coca-Cola. So you're saying to the universe that you are only worth one nasty meal of burger and chips and Coca-Cola. Is that what your value is? And she just sat there. She hadn't. She, and she just looked at me and you, you could see like all everything was just falling away mm. and then I said to her I want you to really get present to what it is the joy that you give these people that you work with and I want you to imagine that you're going out to celebrate you know uh like a really massive win an anniversary with your husband or you know, like you, like your birthday or something really, really special. You're going to need shoes and a new dress 
you're going to need to maybe get a new clutch bag, you can get your hair done, get your nails done, you know, and you're going to go out to a really nice fine dining dinner, you know, have a fabulous evening. You're going to want a taxi there and back. I said, and what, what does that whole experience, all of that joy and celebration, how much is that worth to you? How much would you invest in that one night? So she was there. She was. I went. That's your minimum price point, minimum, mm. bare minimum. Because that level of joy that your work that you have just experienced while you're sitting there and getting excited about spending the money and going clothes shopping and you know and all of those joyful things that you love and preparing yourself and the sexy underwear for that naughty night pleasure and all of that jazz. I said all of that goes into it, and that's a level of joy and the frequency. And when people don't acknowledge that and they just say, well, actually, sorry, I can get it cheaper elsewhere. It's like, yeah, but you're not getting me. You're not getting my energy. You're not getting my knowledge, my experience. And just because I might not have certificates coming out of my backside for this, 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 and this all printed up on the wall. I mean, bloody hell, if I had a certificate printed up on the wall for every course I've done over the last 22 (laughs) years, I'd, I wouldn't have any clothes or sailing gear to carry with me. <laughs> but people don't look at that. Mm. And so they don't value it. But then it's a sign of how much they value themselves or they've never been shown a different way. And, it, again, it comes back to your leading with love, how you then show them all of this for themselves. And I can imagine it gets quite frustrating because you deal predominantly in the energy work, whereas I'm like, okay, well, I've got physical, tangible. You're going to get a book. You're going to get a press release. You're going to get, you know, media sheet. You're going to get all of the social graphics and your book published, you know, as well as the business plan and the strategy and all of that, whereas yours is a lot more intangible. Yeah, yeah. But what you'll get out of the intangible is a whole life change you know different a change of perspective healing and yeah I can never say to somebody this is what you're going to get categorically at the end of it because I we just don't know um but invariably it's a whole different perspective on life and um an elevation in their business because they're running the business in a different way and it's coming from a completely different energy and for me when when we're leading any business whether it's uh, on our own or you know uh, whether you're leading a big corporate it's it's the energy that comes first and it's it's the energy and the emotion and the love that leads it Mm. and when you lead from that when I say when we lead from that heart space it's this is not fluffy you know (laughs) A lot of people might think, oh, leading with love, that sounds all a little bit fluffy and nice and lovely. And, oh, I can just wave. Oh, how cute. Yeah, I can just wave a bit of sage around and that'll be marvellous. <laughs> Send you a rose cross crystal in the phone. <laughs> it's not that at all. It's, it's about being super, super strong, honouring your values and your boundaries and speaking your truth no matter what um and just having that complete inner strength to be a powerful leader a way shower um it's it's not a fluffy light experience no i equate it to the love i mean i'm I'm a mother you're a mother 
I yeah. equate it to the love I have for my children. It's like, what am I prepared to do for my children based on the love that I have for them? Yeah. What kind of leader am I going to be for them as a woman, as a mother, and as a human being? And for me, that's where that leading with love equates to, because I'm leading my children and I'm leading them with love. So I need to do it powerfully because they're watching me, you know, and they're a hard audience. Please. <laughs> I, I achieve all this stuff and I, and I send them the news articles or the magazines or like the podcasts or whatever, like the TV shows I've been on. And like NASA, the youngest, he'll go, oh, that's all right. What, what, what's next then? Not too shabby. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've got on the game. <laughs> well, I get cards going, Mum, you're such a legend. Keep it up. Well, I get that. I do get that. I do get that you're so impressive and all of that. But then he brings it right back down to <laughs> you've still got work to do, Mother. No resting on your laurels. Oh, no, well, he wants a jet ski, doesn't he, to go on my yacht. So the yacht's <laughs> got to be big enough for his jet ski. And then he goes, and then when you die, I need an impressive boat that I can just miss out on. <laughs> oh, so this has got nothing to do with me being the very best version of self so I can lead you. Because no, no, it's all about the jet ski, mother. Yeah, I was like, he's <laughs> 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 But yeah, no, he is, um, you know, they, but one of the things I've noticed is that, um, and this is quite interesting, there's just two dragonflies just flying around here. <laughs> interesting. Totem animals, we'll go there. Signs from the universe. Let's go there. Thank you, Dragonfly. <laughs> what, what's your take on those? Um, I quite like my signs, but I think we can get too hooked up on them. I think we can get too hooked up on external resources rather than the internal and placing all our faith and our strengths on things outside us. Um, rather than knowing that actually we've got it all within. So um, I'm not going to turn a white feather down if it floats its way in front of me. I'm always going to acknowledge it and go, oh, I had one of those the other day when I was in the <laughs> I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> Thanks. That's a nice little sign. I acknowledge yeah, that. I see you. that. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> but, Excited much. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, I think it's important that we are aware and that we recognise and acknowledge and give thanks. But I think there's a fine balance between giving all your power away to the external things. It's, it's like um, angel cards and things like that. You know, I, I've got quite a few decks. Every so often, I'll, I don't even put a card. I just wait and see what jumps out because that's, that's – but I won't do them every single day because to me that's giving my power away to something else. Yeah, and I think you know they they they're great for confirmation, but I'm not going to live my life depending on mm. signs from the universe. Mm. You can you can wait forever. I know people that in their businesses they 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 kind of they're so busy waiting for a sign from the universe to get their arse into gear that they never do anything because mm. they haven't had the sign, and, and maybe they've had the sign and they missed it. Or maybe they're just procrastinating and just need to get on with it and then you'll get the signs. So I think, mm. um, yeah, there's, it's, it all depends on the energy that you put behind things and, and what you read into it. Mm. Absolutely. 
And it reminds me of the crows that I used to see before I left to do this journey. I was just like, I kept seeing them. Like, they, and like, we just had a very small yard in the apartment where I lived uh, with the boys. And there was a time when, like, I just got to that point where I, like, I need to leave. I really need to leave. I can't do this anymore. I can't because I wasn't being the mother that I knew I wanted to be for my boys. I knew mm. that if I'd have stayed, I was suffocating. I was drowning. And I really felt it. I felt as if there was a hand around my throat every single time I woke up. And I, um, you know, and I know that the those who have read my books, uh, you know, the trilogy of life itself, Friday Bridge, Wallahi, and um, Crossing the Line, they'll know that before I left the kind of stuff that I went through. And um, so I needed to heal me away from my children. I needed to just have that time for myself to say, you know what, I matter. Mm-hmm. And I remember the day I made that choice. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Boys, like, and I'd been in the bath on the Friday night listening to a podcast. And then by the end of the bath, I'm on my knees crying, you know, and I'm thinking the boys won't hear me. They're on the, they're, you know, it was a Friday night. So it was a Friday night, which was pizza and computer night for them and bath time for mother. Um, so we'd like have like a couple, I'd have a couple of hours in the bath, keep topping it up with red hot water because that's what <laughs> we do. Uh, <laughs> while they're on the computer game having their pizza. And I thought, oh, they're not going to hear. Like, and I, I was very conscious of the fact that I needed to cry even more, but I didn't want to disturb the boys. Mm. Right. And I think that that's the thing that we get caught up in as parents, especially mothers. We don't want our children to see us upset. We don't want our children to see us struggle. Whereas I've just gone, you know, this is just how it is. You know. And at that point, I was like, you know, I need to cry, and I just let it all out. And when I left the bathroom, Khalid was there, and. Um, He'd been waiting for me on the other side of the door because he'd heard me crying. Narsen was in the kitchen making a cup of tea. The moment I stepped out of the bathroom, Heather gave me a hug. He goes, you're right, mummy. Narsen said, with a cup of tea. And I'm just like, <laughs> that just made me cry even more. Uh, I said, I need to leave. I need to go. And Heather, Mr. Wisdom, was like, well, we know. <laughs> I was like, fuck off. <laughs> Family meeting ensued and then, the, you know, then the plans were made. And it was that Saturday morning that followed. I go out into the backyard and I'm drinking my morning coffee and I'm journaling. Uh, and this crow just comes and sits on the wall and just looks at me. And I was like, morning, how are you? <laughs> and it kind of just tipped his head. Um, and I was like, oh, all right then. And I just felt that he was saying, yeah, you do need to go. Mm. I felt, you know, you were saying about when you get those messages, you just hear them and you hear that vibration um, and you have that communication. And then people used to think, oh, she's, she's had too much acid in her raving days. You know, she, she's taking too many drugs. Um, but it, the frequency is different. The communication yeah. with the planet, you know, whenever I pick a flower, I'm always asking, may I pick you? You know, if I want to put a flower in my hair. Um, which I do very often. Um, haven't got one today because, you know, just haven't. But then after that, there were lots of crows that I kept seeing. And then I was like, 
okay. And then people go, oh, no, that's really that's really bad because, you know, it's a murder of crows. It's like death. I'm like, yeah, it's the death of an old self. It doesn't mean to say something. <laughs> it's a death of an ego. It's a death of a belief system. It's a death of an identity that I've been carrying and I was allowing it to fall away. So for me, the crows being there, and obviously crows also mean mysticism and being able to see in, like, you know, the higher consciousness, psychic abilities and everything. So looking into it, but do I go looking for crows? It's like angel numbers. My son goes, you just look for them. I'm like, I don't. They're just there everywhere. Quadruple quadruple ones, triple threes. I mean, I see repeating numbers all the time. Every time I look at a clock, I've got, like – repeating number patterns and I'm just like oh that's interesting but but yeah I'm, I'm not consciously looking I'm just like oh okay noticing. interesting noticing mm. I remember I know <laughs> I said to Helen because we went out for dinner one night when we were in Te- when he flew out to meet me in Tenerife I'd gone to the bathroom and you know the they put those stickers on the the hand towel things or like you know you got the, I think in the UK, I think they're called rent-a-kill bathroom services. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a telephone number and it had got two, 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 two. And I was like, <laughs> I even go to the toilet and the angels are blessing me. <laughs> <laughs> and I went out to the and went, go in the bathroom and have a look on the toilet. Not actually on the toilet, on the thing in the toilet, on the label on the toilet. He went in there, there was no toilet stick, there was no sticker. He goes, hmm. I went, right. So I went back in the toilet and I took a picture with my phone. Went, See? <laughs> no, there's always yeah. that. I think there's that fine. It's, it's fine balance, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. a fine balance of having that awareness and that recognition and not living your life. Having fun with it. Yeah. Not being yeah. controlled by the, not giving away your own power to, to all the external sources. Mm. And it's interesting because you mentioned the sage there as well, burning the sage. And, you know, there are so many things and we've got this new industry, this new where everyone's a healer these days. You know, they've seen someone else's burning sage and got some crystals, so they've got some crystals. Um, Or they've started burning the sage and they're picking up on the lingo. And sometimes you, I don't know whether this applies to you, but, and again, it's not coming from judgment because we've all got to start somewhere and it, they're obviously picking up on it for a reason. But how there are so many charlatans that are now there, just like in the coaching world, everyone's a coach now. You yeah. know, I remember there was a guy that uh, I connected with. He wanted to be a coach and wanted to charge six and seven figures for his services. He's never done any coaching before in his life and he was two weeks into do a coach doing a coaching program um i he was being coached by someone and now he wanted to charge uh seven and eight figure business people six and seven figures to uh be their coach and i was like dude you've got no coaching experience yeah i could really get on my soapbox about this (laughs) (laughs) so i and i know in the coaching world there's there's like there's always these two extremes so there's the qualifications and and um and the, the those that say you don't need to be qualified blah 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 but you've got to understand what coaching is to know how to coach and coaching is not 
just about helping people. But I've seen so many posts about from people going, I think I'm going to be a coach because I just I love helping people. Well, that's not what it's all about. It's not coaching is not telling people what to do. Coaching is not helping people. It's about empowering and it's about helping people peel away all of their blocks and what's getting in their way and uncovering and going deeper and deeper and deeper. And you've got to be able to hold that space for them. Mm. You've got to be able to know how to ask questions and and not give your own advice. It's not about and ask the right questions, know which questions to ask. Yeah, it's it's actually real coaching is a really quite an art form, Mm. not something that you can learn overnight. And I mentor coaches in training, so um, and I'm really pernickety about (laughs) the standards and what's required and making sure that they fully understand the coaching process and it's it's Mm. not yeah you've got to choose your coaches wisely um and there are your coach hasn't got a coach don't choose them yeah and there are coaches and there are coaches and um you know some people can walk walk the walk and not talk the talk if you like so um it's about really connecting and not just following people ad lib or you've got to do your research you've got to understand who you're who you're talking to who you're working with what level of experience they've got um and i i'm and i'm actually really pro-regulation which i know in coaching is a bit of an unpopular opinion but but Mm. i think it would be beneficial I think you're right. Um, and one of the things that I am working towards is certifying a lot of the people. Like, because at the moment, we have a lot of people that, a lot of organizations that um, are certifying individuals, um, whether that's their training or whether it's their coaching. And I was asked recently, Oh, are you a member of the International Coaching Federation? I was like, No. <gasps> really? Why? I'm like, because it's not in alignment with me. It's not in alignment with my style of coaching and who I am as an individual. And my clients are not really going to be looking for that. Oh, well, how do I know that you're a good coach then? I was like, well, you know, I've got 22 years worth of experience in coaching and mentoring people and success. And, you know, I've been doing this a long time. And, you know, if again, if you want my certificates and my qualification, I can point you in the directions of all of the organizations I've worked with, you know, and I've studied with. But again, it's not just about the certification because if you're in a group of, and this is no disrespect to the people who are a member of the International Coaching Federation, but I find it too patriarchal for me. It's Mm. too um, localized. It might be an international coaching federation, but there are the chapters that you have to attend. You have to go along to events and you have to be part of it. And you have to, um, that you, you tend to be surrounded by, in my experience, and I may be wrong, and it might be a ch- change. And so, this again, I'm just talking from my experience up to up till now. Um, the conversations are not 5D enough for me. You know, they're still very much rooted in the 3D world, and you know, going to events, wearing a suit and tie, having coffee and a fry up for breakfast, or having a meal and just sitting there watching someone. <laughs> and I'm just like, how 80s do we want to be? They're stuck in the past, and you know, there's like a, an organization that I was uh, going to be working with. Um, 
and I just and I've just left I've gone no I don't want you to certify my courses it's totally out of alignment um and there were several things that happened and it was like they wanted to pass judgment on me as an individual and my behavior rather than looking at the content and the quality mm. of my learnings and my studying and then they wanted and I'm like hang on a second I don't mind people checking me out go online read my books you know do whatever it is you need to do there is evidence out there of my track record but I do think that we and like you say there there has to be there has to be something put in place because um when you've got someone who's paid 25 pounds for a Udemy course in coaching or they've read one book on NLP you're not an NLP practitioner you are yeah. not an NLP master you've read uh the top 10 tips to NLP by someone who's written a lead magnet for a book for their business to, to attract your email address to get your email address so that they can send you more offers and upscale you. I understand that this is business, you know. And people are like, oh, Dawn, do you have a free giveaway? And this is something I've spoken about. Like, do you have a free giveaway? I'm like, if you're not reading my posts, they're my free giveaways. I write so much content and I gift so much information and so many insights in my Instagram posts, my Facebook posts my LinkedIn posts and the articles I write for House of Preeminence and MSP. How much free stuff do you want? <laughs> like, are you a grossly obese inspiration eater or not? You know, if the stuff I'm writing is not telling you that I know what I'm doing and I know what I'm talking about and my actions and my success and my progress and my speed is shifting is not showing you that I know what I'm doing, then you're not a match for me. Mm. And I think that's the thing. We're seeing a lot of people talk a talk, but they're not living. You know, they're not following through. Yeah, yeah. And you've, you've, it's so important because where I come with, with kind of my, my coaching and um, it's the energy of what you do, how you, how you live your life is how you run your business because the energy is all interlinked, how you have your relationships. You know, they're not separate pockets of, things they it's the energy is all encompassing and mm. um if you're if you're not aligned with what you're doing or if you're not actually living the kind of life that you say you're living or walking walking you're talking you're coaching if you're not living that then the energy's way off mm. absolutely absolutely and that was the thing i couldn't understand how this guy um and i loved his confidence I absolutely love the fact that he believed and I was like, look, I just, I just don't think I, I wouldn't invest, you know, four figures with you, mm. let alone, you know, invest five and six figures in you because you don't have the experience that I'm looking for, um, you know, and you've come from a very, very different industry. And I think this, it also applies, uh, and again, my work is a lot more tangible than yours in the sense of books and manuscripts. When I've received manuscripts in the past and people want me to read it, I'm like, okay, well, if you want me to read it, then there's a fee attached to it because I don't just read it. When I read it, I'm looking at the business strategy. I'm looking at where to position people. I'm, I'm actually going through and I'm uh, editing it and I'm actually going, okay, now I'm not structurally editing it. I'm copy editing. You know, yeah. I, I actually have structural e uh, editors to do that for me because you know, I haven't got, you know, I'm just looking, is this a fit for my business? 
But if you think I'm going to read your manuscript for peanuts and not do anything with it, like, no, I'm, I'm, I don't just read it. But we get to a level, like you've got to a level of energy work where you, like we were saying, when you're an experienced coach or you're an experienced healer or an experienced author or a publisher or a business mentor or coach or what have you, you know what questions to ask. You've got the experience. So you can read what's not, you can read what is the Japanese, so you can read the air or as the British yeah. like to read between the lines. You can see what's not being said. Much more um, than what's being said it's it's the uh it's it's the, the not being said it's the um the avoidance yeah or that little I was coaching someone earlier today and um I asked her a question and I could just see the gulp <laughs> like oh okay yeah there we go or the then. yawn, or the yawn comes <laughs> up <laughs> So when you're in this uh, in this realm and when you're coaching a client, um, I know that when we've been on uh, some calls together, um, like my body does stuff. Like I'll get like tingles on my arm will feel really heavy with some clients um, or like I'll get goosebump showers. What, what kind of things do you experience when messages are coming through? Um. Sometimes I will get a physical sensation, so particularly if it's something – I normally seem to pick up on the unpleasant things, so sometimes I'll start to feel quite nauseous and I'll kind of go, oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. ooh, what's going on there? Because I can feel it in my solar plexus, and they'll kind of go, yeah, that's that's where it is. Or um, I, I just – yeah, physical sensations. Um, sometimes I can get to the end of a session and I'll sit there and go, I have no idea what happened in that call. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, can't remember what we talked about because it's all just but in its, it's in its flow state. And so I'm not consciously thinking about things. It's just the words flowing, the intuition's flowing. And I'm just like, oh, I need to sort of find out what, <laughs> what we looked at because I have no idea. Mm. Um, and sometimes I'll get goosebumps on my whole body. Occasionally I might get real chills. So I might get a real cold sensation. So it's, it's really varied, but, and um, I quite often burp a lot. Mm. So if energy is shifting for a client, I will be burping away for them. Mm. That's how it comes out with me. You know, sometimes it's yawning, sometimes it's burping. And I don't apologise for it because it's just no. I'm not going to hold it in because it's something it needs, needs releasing. Go. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's interesting you say that because there's a guy that. Um, I met when I was in Bariloche in um, Argentina. I was on a call um, with somebody and they were interviewing me about the, the work that I did. And he'd been listening um, and uh, he goes, what do you mean about all of this stuff that you know? Like, um, And it was a young lad, really, really lovely young lad. Um, and um, I was like, well, I just feel stuff and I just know stuff and I don't know how I know it. I just know it. And he was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, okay, well, let me like, I, cause I'd felt there was something about him. Um, and like we'd met that morning over breakfast and, you know, um, I said, look, for example, give me your right hand. The moment our hands, cause I believe that energy, I don't like people touching me because energy transfer is a very real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I don't like to go anywhere that's really crowded and I don't like to be in cafes and things like that very often and if I do go to a restaurant or a cafe then I'll take a book with me and I'll go in my laptop and I'll be right so like I've got this energy field around me but I held his hand um you know like the uh with the way that the Kenyan Muslims um greet each other so they kind of like they greet each other like that so I I held his um I held just beneath his elbow with my hand um and all of a sudden I got this really heavy feeling it's like my arm had been filled with lead right and he saw the reaction in my body and how I fell almost um and I went right you've got a massive blockage on you with your dad's side and it's not your dad it's your granddad and he mm-hmm. just sat there and I was like, and there's something to do with your creativity. Um, I don't know what that is. There's something that you want to say to him. There's something that um, that needs to be dealt with. There is a, a lack of expression. Um, there is, and, and, I, and he's just sitting there just like, what the? And as I'm saying all this to him, like I can feel my arm getting lighter and lighter and lighter. Um, I said, whatever it is, I said, you need, you need to, you need to write. No, you need to draw it. Like, you know, and I'm like, and then I'm just saying all this stuff. And, and then he's just sitting there and his eyes are getting wider and he's just like, okay, like just stop it. And I was like, does that make any sense to you? I'm guessing it does by your reaction. And he told me, um, and I, but I have asked his permission to share this. So like, I am not just divulging stuff for the sake of a podcast. Um, but he told me that his great his grandfather was a quite a famous artist, um, and um, he he always wanted to be an artist, but his dad didn't want him to uh, be an artist because he wasn't going to make money. Wanted to get him to get a proper job, which we hear a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he would draw in secret, but because he wasn't as good as his grandfather, he used to screw up all of his pictures and throw them in the bin. Wow. And I, the more he kept talking, it was my turn to just go, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite accurate, Dawn. Well done. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, it, there was no way I could have known any of that. That reminds no- me of um, a couple of weeks ago, I was on a call with uh, someone that we connected on Facebook and um, we just kind of said, you know, I think let's just have a, a chat and it wasn't about work it was just she's a healer um have a cup of tea. yeah it was a cup of tea kind of call um so i'm in the uk she's in australia and she said and we'd had a really good conversation and she said oh can i just i just want to try something she said can you just hold your hands out and i'm just going to send you some reiki can you tell me if you if you feel it and literally within seconds my fingers are tingling and my hands are getting hot and I'm going oh yeah that's really nice thank you and I said oh and it was it was just quite a fun playing with the energy and I said okay I said I'm gonna send you some um and I didn't tell her which part of the body I was sending energy to nice yeah and it was it was fun so um and my intuition was just I only need to send it to her heart so I was just like okay I'll just direct some into her heart and um and within probably about 30 seconds she went I can really feel it in my heart. I was like, oh, that's where I'm sending it. And it was just, it was a nice kind of 
I guess confirmation as well, because we both we both know the capabilities of our gifts, but it, but just to be able to test it out sometimes and yeah. and just kind of go, yeah, actually this 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 does really work. You know, mm. much as we know it really works, it was just like, oh, this was fun. Mm. So the power okay. of intention, yeah, and energy is your dream, which kind of of sending and healing and growing yeah. and yeah. Which kind of brings us back to where we started with just like how we're evolving into these more higher frequency beings and our 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 physical density is changing and you know a lot of people are feeling it in their, their physical body because we've been in this dense heavy 3D body and, and energetically we are shifting and we are becoming more light and um unlocking unlocking all the all the magic that we've got mm. and i think that's a really beautiful place for us to probably wrap this up that people are becoming more aware and mm. i and i think that the more um we're forced online um and we've been, actually been i mean i've been online for years you know my business has been totally online for what the last four years so this last 18 months i've just like thank god you've all caught up you know <laughs> <laughs> it's made my life a lot easier. <laughs> like Zoom, what's Zoom? <laughs> I'm like, it's, uh, it's like Skype, but not. <laughs> uh, and um, but it's uh, people getting are becoming more and more aware. And I know that in the coaching world, I mean, we're called coaches now, but you know, the last twenty odd years have not been. Um, but um, The fact that you can actually do this work via, I mean, I'm in Brazil now, you're in England. You're in England, that woman was in uh, Australia. Australia. And people go, oh, it doesn't work. You know, you have to be in person. I'm like, yeah, but you're in person. Mm. Connection that you and I have is a beautiful connection. And I know that when, you know, we've, um, when I've come to you and we've had, you know, you, I've had a session with you, you've had sessions with me. Um, you know, and you've said there's a, a lot of betrayal in my energetic field when it comes to men, you know, yeah. and it's some, and I know there has been, there's been huge betrayals, but that betrayal has come from me betraying myself and not listening to myself, you know, and, you know, and that was something that was a huge wake up call for me. And it's like, but I'm, I want to be in a relationship. Um, and I know exactly who it is I want the relationship with, but unless I'm preparing myself for that relationship, unless I am, um, you know, whether it's that person as in the kind of person, you know, I kind of like want to drink his brain. I know that sounds really gross, <laughs> but, you know, I want a man whose mind is just like, oh, just want to drink him in and absorb him you know and just oh my god um but again it's like the whole the more awake we become the less people we surround ourselves with the the in some ways the less choices we have mm. um to who to spend our energy with and who to spend our time with and you know it, it is a way of us coming back to self and saying what do i want what is important to me, you know, am I going to keep poisoning myself with fear and toxins and negative people around me so that I can become 
a lighter being and invest in myself with people like yourself or I or someone else entirely so that I can see what else is possible. Um, because again, coming back, we've got to lead ourselves with love before we can lead anybody else with love and totally. before we can be love. Totally. It all mm. starts with us. So, yeah, it does. So thank you so much for joining me today, Sue. I've really loved our conversation as always. Um, and uh, Sue is available. She does have a Leading with Love uh, program. I think you run every eight weeks or so. Um, yes. It's a yep. program for eight people only. Yep. Is that correct? It is uh, indeed. Nice sacred, you, sacred container, deep, infinity. powerful energy work. <laughs> I love the eight. It's all about infinity. Yep. Uh, yeah. So com is where you can find Sue. Um, her sh the contact details for Sue will be in the show notes. Um, and... Uh, yeah, chronic fatigue, corporate burnout. If you're the corpse of the corporate world and you want Sue to re-energize you and bring you back to life, then just visit suewinsbury.com um, or, or hunt her down on Facebook because I can guarantee you her work is very potent uh, in the best possible way. And um, your energy is very beautiful, Sue, and I'm really, really glad that we've become friends. And thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It's been a delight as always, Dawn. Good, good, good. Right, I'm going to stop recording now, folks, and I'm going to keep Sue on just for a little bit of a chit-chat afterwards. We're going to have a cup of tea, and um, I'll see you for the next episode of The Truth Serum. Ciao, ciao. fly my eye now. We really hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Truth Serum Podcast. You can follow Dawn directly through her Instagram account, instagram.com forward slash real Dawn Bates. This is an invitation-only podcast. That said, if you would like to speak with us or come on the show, please send an email through hello at dawnbates.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Remember to like and subscribe to stay fully up to date. Sharing is caring, so share away. Until next time, folks, grab a good book, see a sunset, and expand your knowledge and experience.